Hello and welcome to the sequel to a PhD podcast. I'm Shirley Marquant, your host, and I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me again today. So may I start with a little confession here that I um, almost didn't record this episode today. We had a super busy weekend and I woke up this morning feeling just totally exhausted, totally tired, low energy. We did so many things this weekend. The kids especially had a super busy weekend getting together with friends and going to various activities and preparing for Valentine's Day and all kinds of things, which was fantastic. We had a great time with all of our activities. I recognize that I feel so lucky that we live in such a great community and the kids have such wonderful friends and the parents are such great people that I really love getting together with. And just really super thankful for everything we have going in our life right now. But with all of these activities that happened this weekend, it just was <laughs> very, very exhausting. So anyway, <clears throat> so this morning I woke up and was like, oh, okay, I have to record this episode today, which I want to record. But man, am I feeling tired. So I had this story in my head that, oh, I'm I'm too tired to do a good job on this. And maybe I shouldn't do this because I won't do a good job on it. And after uh, working through this a little bit, I recognized that, well, hey, wait a minute, part of the point of doing this podcast is to show up and be messy and maybe not do a good job and have that be okay and just speak what's on your mind and have that be okay. And so that's what we're doing here today. And that's part of me just um, trying to move forward with my work and with my life, um, following what my values are right now for what I'm trying to accomplish and uh, hoping it turns out okay. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. So the topic I want to talk about today is sort of very focused on the process of career change. And I'm coming at this from the perspective of a scientist who spent 17 years in the lab and then decided she didn't want to be in the lab anymore. And so that was a challenging process. And I think I've learned quite a bit over the last few years in terms of how to approach this and what some of the obstacles are. And so I thought today I would just share what I've kind of come up with as my framework for how to approach this process in case this might be useful for you. Uh, I think that it's really helpful to recognize that people often encounter the same kinds of challenges with this process and that our tendency of where to start in this process of making a change in our careers may not be the best place to start in terms of uh, really accomplishing what we're trying to get by changing our career path. Um, so anyway, so I just want to talk a little bit about the framework that I've come up with in terms of how to approach this question of when you're unhappy with your job, or f for my example, I was unhappy in the lab, or not totally fulfilled in the lab, I'll put it that way, how to approach the process of figuring out, well, what am I going to do next? So I think a lot of people, when they find themselves dissatisfied in a career, have a tendency, which totally makes sense, to just jump right onto LinkedIn and say, okay, well, what are the other kinds of positions I could apply for given my background as a PhD with expertise in cancer biology? So you obviously search PhD in cancer biology. So that's what we tend to do. I don't think that that's the right place to start. I think it actually goes way back to figuring out what we want, what we really want from our lives. 
And that goes to the question of permission as the first step, which I sort of talked about in the first episode, this question of if we want to make change in our lives and we want to do something else, we first have to be okay with giving ourselves permission to want something different. And that is challenging because it's a little bit of an identity um, identity wobble in some ways. So I think... I think the first step is granting ourselves permission. After permission comes reframing our background and understanding where our skills and where our expertise are. And then comes the implementation steps, the steps of looking at LinkedIn and looking at where positions might be available or reaching out to people. But really, the starting point is going back to that permission piece. So that's where I'm going to start. So to me, the first step of this framework, the permission element of it, really encompasses a whole bunch of different questions to figure out what are the things that are important to me? What are what what would be meaningful to me in terms of the work I want to do, regardless of whether that's in alignment with my exact skills that I have in this particular job or the title that I'm expected to achieve in my career based on what everyone else is expecting from me. It really involves backing up and saying, okay, well, what are my values? What do I really want my life to look like? What would be ideal for me? What feels right when I think about what kinds of options there are for for my career, for my path. And so I like to go through this exercise of just letting go of specific roles and responsibilities and really, really honing in on saying, okay, well, what are my most important values right now? And for me, my values, particularly at the time when I was making the decision to leave the lab to pursue something else, my values were centered around flexibility in my life so that I would be available to spend weekends with my my, my young daughters and have weekends and not have to worry about stuff in the evenings. My values were focused around Um, learning. I wanted to be doing something where I felt like I was learning. My values are focused around contributing, doing something where I feel like the impact of my work is going to make a difference in something in the world. So those were three of the, the things that were really important to me as I navigated the career change away from the bench. So then an extension of that exercise of of looking at what are my values, what's most important to me right now, is also sort of an exercise of looking at imagining what your ideal life would look like and breaking that down into the different elements of aspects of your life. So for instance, does your ideal life involve working in a a setting where you have lots of people, lots of coworkers that you're working with on a daily basis? Or does it look like working from home and being in front of a computer and having the ability to to move between homework and homework, meaning like housework or things that you do in your house, move between that and work work? It looks like, do you want to have a commute? It looks like, what time do you get up during the day? It looks like, what kinds of meetings are you having? Or are you working independently? Are you working in teams in terms of what are the predominant ways that you approach your day in in any particular role? You don't necessarily need to have a particular role in mind as you do this exercise. You can just really think about, well, as I move through my day, what would that look like? When I wake up, what do I want my day to look like? How would I, what would I feel excited about when I think about in the day? 
And so I find it helpful to write these things down and really just sort of have a definition of even if you don't know exactly what job you want to do, to have some structure to what you think right now would be ideal for you. And of course, ideal can change all the time. It changes based on circumstances, based on where we are, relationships, all kinds of things. And it's okay for that to change. But when you are in the middle of the process of saying, okay, well, I'm dissatisfied with my career, or I want more fulfillment in my career, I think it's really, really helpful to look at values and look at what would be ideal in this situation, putting aside what the logistics and the reality is right now. What would be ideal? What am I working towards? So those are two aspects, I think, that are involved in this permission piece of saying, okay, well, what do I want? What do, what am I looking for to get this fulfillment? I think another big element, and this has been really important for me as I've evaluated what I want for my life, is something that I like to call big dreams and what ifs, where again, we can let go of reality, I guess, or logistics or thick things and say, okay, if there were no limitations, what would I really love to work on? What what would I love to do? What would I love for my title to be? What kind of area would I love to work in? Where do I want to contribute most in the world? What's most important to me to make a difference in in this world? And for me, one of those things is... Um, cancer. Uh, My background is 17 years as a cancer research scientist. And so even knowing when I was leaving the lab, I knew that I wanted to keep working in the area of cancer. And so I I know, I recognized that that impact of doing work um, that changes the lives or improves the lives of patients with cancer, that that would be a big element of what was important to me. And so that helped define a bit of my role moving forward. But one of the things I really like to do is this, like I said, big dreams and what ifs. And the what if part is really important in my mind. What if I think those two words allow us to sort of let go of any expectation of success or any holding ourselves to something that we we think we might be qualified for. And I think what if by filling in the rest of the sentence of what if sort of just lets our brain explore um, and imagine a little bit about, well, maybe I could have this impact or maybe this is an ambition for me that I didn't even realize I had. When you put it in that phrase of what if that just helps release, at least in my mind, it helps to release, um, release the logistics of getting there and just lets you dream a little bit and really helps you uh, focus in on something that might be in the back of your head that might be important to you that you didn't really realize was there until you gave yourself permission to release that a little bit and say, okay, well, maybe, maybe this would be fun. And so really this whole permission piece of the framework, I think is about identifying um, values alignment. What are your most important values? It's about feeling into what would be ideal for you, what future you, what you would love for future you to look like. And then it's about figuring out what are some ambitions that you maybe didn't know you have? What are your big dreams? What are what were, have you been afraid to recognize that you want to work on maybe because you've been conditioned to fill this particular role? For me, that role was in the lab. So that's 
sort of an overview of the first piece of the framework, the permission piece. And I think this is a really, really important piece. I think it's really, really challenging because of our conditioning, because of the expectations from our peers, from our mentors, from ourselves even, after spending so much time becoming experts in our fields, um, getting those degrees, getting the accolades, getting the recognition of our work. I think we get ourselves a little bit trapped into this, well, this is the only thing I'm good at, this is the only thing I'm allowed to think that I want to do, when really there is nothing stopping us from having permission to dream about what we want, pursue what we want. We, I mean, we're just allowed, (laughs) we have that permission, and I, I want you to know that you have that permission too. So that's the first part of this uh, three-part framework, the permission element. The second piece, as I mentioned earlier, is the reframe or contextualize piece, where as opposed to the the first part, the permission piece, it was much more about letting go of our background a little bit and our expertise and qualifications and all of the things that you could um, put down on a piece of paper and say, oh, look at, look at all these things I've accomplished or look at all these skills that I have. Um, permission piece is much more broad in terms of what do I want. The second piece, the reframe piece of the framework is a little bit more oriented around, okay, well, maybe I don't want to be doing this thing anymore, but how does my background, how are my background and my skills, how would they apply in other situations? What are my strengths? What does it look like to put my strengths to their ideal use? Maybe I'm really good at data analysis. Do I have to do that in the lab? Where else could I apply data analysis? I'm really good at writing. Could I incorporate writing into my work? Is that something I'd really want to do? It doesn't necessarily have to be just about the skills that like Western blotting or cell culture, your whole career is not about these specific skills. There are so many more skills. And I think it's really important to take a step back from specific roles and look at the spectrum of skills and see how those kinds of skills might apply to some of the things you recognized in that permission element of the framework and the values and see where those skills would align and how you might use them, how your accomplishments in previous roles or previous endeavors, how those maybe not directly related to what you want to do anymore, but maybe they provide something else, some other, you can look at it from some other angle and that gives you a really unique perspective on something that a lot of people may not have. And so I think it's really, even before the step of going out and looking at positions, I think it is really important and really valuable to recognize for ourselves, one, where our strengths are, and why our skills are really relevant to the things that we think are most important to us. So for instance, if you came up with something in that big dreams and what if exercise, and there's something that feels like it's really important to you and really calling to you and you feel like you're not qualified to do it. I think it's a really important exercise to go through it and say, well, wait a minute, what about in my background? What about my expertise? What about my experience actually does apply to this? And that helps provide some sort of some evidence that can be a foundation to say, okay, well, then what's the next step towards moving to the, towards this thing that's really important to me that I'd really love to work on? And I think that's a really important 
um, a really valuable exercise to do to give you a sense of direction or to give me a sense of direction. So that's really the point of the second part of this framework, the reframe part of the framework, is to be able to take a step back from what we may have on our CVs as our um, accomplishments and skills and background, take a step back from that and broaden the lens a little bit and be like, oh, well, wait a minute, I'm actually qualified for a whole lot more things than just the scientist role. Um, I Maybe I actually am or do have the experience or the qualifications to pursue something else or something that would be a starting point for something else at least. We are not trapped. I think it helps remind us that we are not trapped in this role that we that may not be fulfilling anymore even 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 though we've spent a long time doing it it that experience has given us background to do other things as well so then we get to the third or at least what i think of as the third piece of the framework for approaching a, a new career change or a career path change or redirection, which is the implementation step. And this is the step that I consider the most uh, sort of active in terms of information gathering from external sources as opposed to internal, what you yourself want. It's more about looking at, okay, well, what kinds of jobs are out there? And then importantly, how do these jobs, now that I know what my values are, now that I know what my strengths are, how do these jobs or these job postings align with what I've recognized now that I want? The same thing, talking to other people about the work that they're doing. If you say, oh, this this path sounds interesting, I'd like to learn more about this and talk to someone about it. But then you can go- approach those conversations with an understanding of what is actually important to you, as opposed to just an information gap. I mean, it is information gathering, but it's not just um, the generic questions of, oh, what do you do during your day? It's you can contextualize the information that you get from these people a little bit more when you have an understanding of what is really important to you. And that I think that gives you a little bit of a deeper understanding of whether that role would be a good fit for you. And then. I mean, there's multiple layers to this implementing in terms of applying jobs, applying for jobs, revising your resume. I do want to touch on the revising your resume piece just for a moment because I I really believe that the previous two, two steps, the permission to think about what your values are and what idea looks like for you, as well as reframing your strengths and skills and what you what really resonates as important to you. I think that comes across when you revise your resume or CD, resume or CV. I think it comes across or it can come across in a cover letter. When you have a sense of what your personal mission is, what your how you are have the background to work towards this personal mission for you, I think that comes across in a cover letter or CV when you really have an understanding of how what you want to do relates to what a position or a company wants from you. I think that's important to have that really clear in your head before applying. And then, I mean, there's the logistics of timing to apply and all of those things. And then one other piece in the implementing part is there's a whole lot of stuff that can come up in terms of the excuses that come up in terms of, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. There's a whole lot of mental mindset <laughs> mindset stuff that comes up um, that really going through that 
those first two pieces of the framework, when you have that clearer, it's a little bit easier to to squash those excuses and those I'm not qualified when you have a, a clear sense of what your values are and what you're trying to accomplish. So anyway, so that's sort of just an overview of the framework that I've developed. I'm working on developing a um, sort of like a... I don't know what to call it, whether it's a course or a guide or, or what, but something that will step you through each of these pieces of framework step by step with a whole bunch of a whole bunch of exercises that I've either used myself or think would be really useful. And I'm, I'm working on developing that. And so at some point, hopefully that will be released. You can check out my website if you'd like to sign up to be on the wait list for that now. It's www.sequeltoaphd.com. Um but I will definitely say more about it when that's released. But for now, I, I don't know. I hope this is helpful. I think it's really important for us to remember that we, well, the three things I said, we are allowed to change our minds about what we want to do. We're allowed to uh, make changes based on what our circumstances are now, as opposed to what they were maybe 15 years ago. We are... Um, more than just our CV or how it's written on the CV. We are a combination of strengths and perspectives. And I didn't even say anything here about the um, the value that comes from our personal, like just our personalities and how we approach interactions and all of that. And that's, that's a huge part of the strengths and what we bring to any position. Um, but anyway, that's that's sort of an aside. We, I, I think what I'm trying to say is just we have so much to offer to all kinds of roles, not just scientists, not just whatever we've been training in. We have so much to offer. We are not limited by our specific skill set. And I just, I'm really hopeful that for anyone who wants to find something that's more fulfilling, that you're, I want you to feel that you have the permission, feel the worthiness to pursue what you want. Because really, life to me, in my mind, life is about enjoyment and enjoying what we're doing while also achieving impact. I think we create the most impact in the world when we're working on stuff that's aligned with our values and aligned with our ambitions and what's really important to us. And so that's that's my hope for everyone is that everyone can pursue this and overcome all that stuff that gets in the way. So I hope this was helpful. If you have questions about it or any feedback about it, I'd love to hear it. Um, otherwise, I hope you are having a wonderful week and look forward to connecting again next time. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would really love it if you could rate or review it wherever you get your podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Thanks again. Till next time.